Welcome to another week of the Gen X guys with Len and JD. I want to thank all the uh, consistent listeners, the small handful of you who continue to listen. It's fantastic. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, we don't still... listen to it, but at least somebody else does. I I, yeah. I listen to it to some degree. Do you really? Don't lie. Yeah, I don't really want to hear myself after I've done the conversation. Okay. Hey, because you want to hear me. Well, I have to do it for editing purposes. Like, true, I'm not just going to throw shit out there for Okay, the so you don't actually listen to it. You, editing is not the same thing as listening to it. That's well, I mean, I have to listen, make sure the volume levels are good. And I mean, we had yeah, one but, week where it was all screwed that's up. that's editing that's not listening to. Like, you're not listening to you, like, for enjoyment. I lived it. Why would I have yeah, to listen yeah. to it? See? I already lived the conversation. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah anyway. Like no, I don't like your shirt. Yeah. We're not going to win another game this year with all the injuries, but, you know, it's what it is. I, mean, it's, I just wanted to get to 500. Well, you're already over 500. No. We have to win one more game to be over 500. We're at eight wins. Wait, oh, you mean finish the season over 500? Finish the season. So we just need to win uh, one more fucking game. I was going to say right now your team's over points. 500. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you no, have to get to nine wins to be season. over 500, by the way, because there's a 17-game season. You said that. No, you didn't. You Select said eight wins. You said eight Select wins. I you, said we're... Yeah, eight wins. We have to win right. more. Oh, you not listen? No, I barely no, don't. <laughs> yeah, no, we're at, we're at eight wins. We need one more one. I mean, when you speak, I hear something. Yeah. It's more like the old Charlie Browns, you know. Wah, 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 wah. Exactly. Yeah. No clue what they're saying. Something's yeah. going on in the background. By yeah, the way, yeah. it's almost Christmas. It is. Well, Happy birthday. Yeah, well, Happy birthday. Lower, For those that don't know, his birthday is on Christmas. He's trying to take Christ's thunder. Right, yeah. Okay, I also so have my nephew who's born on Christmas, so I'm splitting the power. Right, so it's a power split. Surprised you allowed that. Hey, you know, I couldn't really control that one. <laughs> I couldn't really control that. <laughs> Keep that baby in there. But yeah, you Tomorrow. Hold, hold him in. No. I always feel like he was late anyway. Like he wasn't was supposed he? to be born on Christmas. No. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be born. Were you born on time? No. I was supposed to be Christmas Eve. So, dude, that's pretty fucking close. I'm just hey, on time would be the date they fucking say. I it wasn't I the date. No, no, no. It wasn't on the time date. is like within date. like three days before or after. That's pretty much on time. I don't. I don't see what you're yeah, talking it, about. It's for delivery. Fine. You're. You're. Oh, are you a doctor right. now? Are you a doctor? You know. You're right. You know. I. I just. I just acknowledge that technically you're right. Thank you. That's all I gotta say. But I'm right. I'll cut the technical out later. Like when I people who aren't I, psycho will actually say that you know give or take three days like my oldest son was two weeks late they no. were actually they were actually talking about inducing labor with him oh yeah yeah that's understandable and i've seen that for late. others as well when you're a week late they already start planning out the date for when yeah. they'll induce if it doesn't happen yeah yeah see so you have no. to give, they give you a due date that's your date that you're expected to be born and if you admit miss that date either coming before or after then you're late or early i don't know if i was late or early most likely late. That's just me in general. So, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of guessing. I think I remember a story saying that it was supposed to be Christmas Eve. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> so. Some random thought from 20 years ago. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that. More. Probably longer. Yeah. It, just, it just sounded right. It yeah, just I sounded right. I don't know if right. I was late or early. I, I, know. I, I, no, I, I can't even think about it. It's like no use of speculating. Nobody to ask. True. Yeah. I mean, you're here. Is. What does it matter? Yeah, I'm here. So anyway, I made it this far. Yeah, so we're in the holiday years, season. That's pretty impressive. That I actually true. think it is. I didn't think I make it this far. I would agree. 
I, I for, love some of my wife that kind of stuff. For you and I. She, she and appreciates I it when I start saying, yeah, I should have been dead already. I think in our youth, there were definitely multiple times where oh, yeah. we survived. How? I don't know. I feel like that there's probably plenty of uh, people, who've, who especially in our generation or earlier, who've experienced those sort of events as well. Mm -hmm. and just thankfully, we didn't have uh, camera phones. You know, no no smartphones to be able to record it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't be employed right now if half the, if, if half the stuff came out. Not even half stuff. Like 10% of the things I did came out. That's true. I do miss the days, though. Not having to worry about seatbelts or getting in the back of trucks and driving around. Oh, yeah. Like, you could do that. You do that. It was fine. Yeah. It Good. was normal. Like, as whenever we went someplace, like, how many camper shows did you sleep in the back of going to going up to, to L.A. or going camping, you know, it was just, it was a normal thing. Nobody thought about it. And, you know, the thing yeah. is, I don't, I do not know one person that died. No, neither do I, or injured themselves. Right. No, yeah, and I even injured, not even like anybody yeah. that really flew out. Yeah. Like, yes, no, no, no. Tumbling to the front of the, of the truck, you know, from the back of the bed to the front because, you know, this brakes out slammed down, but usually you're, you're there contorted Somebody's laying on top of you and you're laughing, but you know that was about it. And it hurt. Probably had a concussion, but right. you know it's what it is. Yeah, I'd have to dig into why they eventually made that illegal. I mean, they Honestly, said it, all it takes is like two, yeah, one yeah. or two people, and then it's over. And then they want to ban it right away. Yeah, just like seatbelts weren't required back in the right. uh, '60s and '50s. That's why a lot of the older cars, classic cars, unless they've modified it, the original classic cars definitely in the '50s had no such thing as seatbelts. Well, my first car, and you know this one, it had a lap. It was a 1969 Chevy Caprice, which is basically like an Impala. Yeah. And it, it had a lap belt only, but it had a shoulder belt that came down from the A-frame, and it came down, and you had a buckle. So you buckled it separately. You actually had two different inserts. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was their first attempt to trying to create that full harness. Yes, we can see, be, make you safe. Dude, I've only I only was forced to put that on a couple times riding with you. When we well, usually I had, my brakes went out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or when we had Heavy the engine brakes. was jacked on full throttle. And, oh yeah. And we couldn't get it to stop. So outside of turning it off, of course. But we yeah, that's the only way that turned it off. Yeah. I remember turning it off, and when we were on a stretch of road that had no real shoulder, so I had to turn it on really quick, dropping it, almost drop the transmission, dropping it into gear. Yep. And then pull over to an area, walk to your dad. Well, no, you know, we walked to your to house to call him. Yeah, you're right. And then he met us over there, fixed it in. And like then he two saw seconds. that the carburetor spring was just locked Stop. on. And he gave us that typical look, like you guys are idiots. Yeah, and, and walked away. Got back. Your in dad did that a lot, where he would look at us and then just walk away without saying a word. Yeah. Well, at least he did. He definitely did that with me. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I deserved it. He did in his uh, way that you knew he was like, like he's kind of laughing in his head, like God, you guys just totally, how this was not that hard. No, and you're no. like, okay. I mean, there were times when we were young working on cars. I'd be the bumper we tried to pull off my Camaro. Yeah, that's our best story. With your dad. That was we were trying for like 20 minutes trying to get to this to a couple bolts that and were like dumbass. There's no way we can do it. No way. No, no, you no. Didn't, you you didn't disagree. No, no. I'm, getting to it. I'm getting to it. Under I'm getting to it. No, so, okay, and also the backup. His dad is that hardcore blue collar get her done guy. I mean, he just where there's a will, there's a way. There's always, there's always there's always something to do it. Twelve, so. right? 
but also at, at, at you know, the, the power plants and everything. But he was just that one guy who, no, I, I can get this done. Like, he can, he just would never, like, he would just take his time and do it. But for him, it was, there's always a way to get it done. Yeah. You and that guy over here goes under his breath, this is impossible. I remember that distinctly. I don't even think it was under my breath, dude. I literally think I just got up and said, dude, this is impossible. Because he wasn't with us at the car. Nope. No, he, he was at the front of the car. down in the garage. Uh-huh. We were at the rear bumper. And he comes out and goes, okay. No, no. And I just remember it was that, it was that, like that TV moment where like his head just popped up like, what? And I remember he walked over to you, do it. And I was frantically trying to get off. Now, now I was like really focused. Like, I, could, I could do this. I wanted to get off so bad before he got over and i wanted to say something because like i didn't complain you did why did he have to come yeah, over to my... you also agreed with me you were just quiet I, I agreed in my head but i didn't vocalize it. that's a major difference and then and then you're working your ass off to try and get off and you're still going nowhere like you're still yeah. in the same problem you were having before so he kicks us both out he goes hold on takes it's off seconds. literally within like 10 seconds both bolts are off grab the bumper yeah. and uh Actually, to be fair, I don't think he ever actually showed us how he did it. Like he no. just said, "Nothing's impossible," and walked away. I'm like, well, okay. it was just a bolt on a bumper. It was just a weird angle. You and I were probably being lazy how we were standing. Okay, having worked on cars now, it was guaranteed that we were being lazy, trying to stand up too upright, not trying to get the the, the ratchet on it properly. You know, it's just honestly, it was just his experience with doing it a million times. You know, he knew how to do it. I mean, now yeah. I'm in that spate where when the boys work on the car with me, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, you have to kind of contort it this way. You have to do it this way. But, you know. Yeah, I agree. No, it was nothing, fun, though. I think it's impossible. So, anyway, no. I'm not sure how we diverged into that. But good stories. Good stories. Yeah, good stories. Um, but, yeah, anyway, holiday season coming up. Yeah. Uh, we will, I think we'll be able to get one more show in. Yeah, we'll be able to do it. Yeah. And then. Uh, no, I'm going anywhere. That's true. Neither am I. Yeah, yeah. Um, out here in Las Vegas, you know, the weather's dropped in temperature, no different than probably the Bay Area. So, not really going to go out either. Okay. It'll be nice. It'll be nice holiday well, your, season. Your daytime weather's probably a little bit warmer. Probably get to 50. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't I just know nighttime gets, gets cold out there for you guys. Yeah, it can get real cold out yeah. here. So, but yeah, it's crazy. So, anyway, great conversation, but we wanted to this week also focus on sort of uh, a specific conversation around California. Yeah. I know you and I talked about this before and we go back and forth a little bit, but really we want to take a look at, so we're both from California. Uh, I was born well, and raised in California specifically for like 47 years. I lived there and just over in the last five years, I moved out here to Nevada. Um, so I just I am grow. born in Cleveland. I moved, I moved out when I was three. Yeah, so, so you're basically out, native Californian. Right. I mean, essentially, I, I I don't really remember anything about Cleveland. Only thing I really kept is the sports teams, which, which still makes no sense done. to me. Whatever. You know nothing about Cleveland, but you have an allegiance to a team that you spent three years of your life. My brother. You were three, dude. You were my three. brother. It just it just it's a birthright. Okay. Or a birth curse. Birth curse. It's hundred percent a curse. But yeah, I mean, I've been. I think I've been back to Cleveland only like three times. And each time was taking fucking Greyhound um, mm. out there, which was, I don't know how I survived that. But yeah, so essentially, I, I'm not native, but, and we grew up just south of San Francisco. So we were literally 15 minutes away from San Francisco along the 
the best part is is along the coast and everybody would say oh you're you live right by the beach in san francisco do you always go to the beach no no it's cold dude our, our water was like 50 degrees our yeah. weather year round was like 65 yeah like 60 to 65 it's like if it went above 70 it was a heat wave pretty much yeah and if it was at 80 everybody was oh. at the beach regardless like yeah, in- but you ever went in the water not not deep. No, people yeah. would run in, let the feet get hit, maybe even up to the knees briefly before it comes yeah, completely then numb, get, and then you'd yeah, run. Freeze. Yeah. Everybody yeah, would get numb. We grew up. Um, well, he grew up in a, a town just north of, but I grew up in Pacifica, which um, it was cool because we had a pier where it was mainly for fishing. So like people would fish for abalone and everything off the pier, but like we would walk down there like when there was like a storm or whatever. I remember how like the waves would just come in, but it was, you know, the water was cold and it, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have those Southern California, nice beaches, whatever. It was cold, wet. I mean, during coming to school, I used to take the bus to school, um, which, you know, kids nowadays don't do at all, but no, well, here in Vegas, there's school buses that come around and get kids all the time. But as far as uh, public transportation, public transportation, probably not. I don't know of any that actually, we don't have any that even run around this area. Well, the thing was when, for my kids, when they went to school, they went to a, a Catholic school in the area, but you, it, they had to be dropped off. Like you couldn't, they couldn't walk to school. Like it just wasn't allowed. Right. Like you had, like the, for them to leave the school, they had to have a guardian or somebody, you know, an adult off of a list to take him off, off of school property. Yeah. But, you know, I went to school, but there were days in like in, in, um, October, November, where I would get to school wet. It wasn't raining. It was just the fog was so thick that my glasses would be totally fogged over, wet, hair wet, you know, getting into school. Is that um, because you, you took the bus, jumped off, and then you walked the rest of the way to the school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was about 10-minute walk, 10, 15-minute walk. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I had to go yeah. over the freeway and then kind of walk this little back. Remember that trail? Yep. That would go? Yeah. In between, I had to walk yeah. That trail. Yeah, the trail's still there. I yeah. think the trail's still there. So. I don't know. Didn't they build houses around that area? Up they where did, the... but I don't think that there's further up. It was the area yeah. where you used to take your car around and spit in the big open dirt area. So the funny thing is that there was a bunker there. It was a literal bunker from World War still II. There. Yeah, both of them. It was, there was bunkers, and we used to call it the, the bunkers. Yeah. It was just, and they were basically World War II bunkers that were put there because it was all along the coast, west coast. Um, you know, going yeah, worried the about the Japanese attacking after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had a bunker right up there. But yeah, it was all dirt. And yeah, we used to try to take my two-wheel drive, five-ton Chevy Caprice around that area, trying to do Dukes of Hazard. You know, yeah, it, didn't we, work, we, it didn't work as well as Dukes of Hazard. We almost got it up the hill, but oh, then when, when we got kind of stuck and you had to back it up, you turned it into a ditch for no reason. That still makes no it sense. It slid into a ditch. Okay. It did it, not. It went out. Not. It, it was on grass. Was I had no wet. control over it. it I had no control over it. Stop. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of did try to think that I could do the thing where you back up and whip it around really quick. Yeah, it exactly. That's what you're going for. And it didn't work. So we went to a ditch. See, get- and, but, but these are the videos of things that we did as a kid. We never did anything. like I, I don't want to make it sound like I did anything that would have got me canceled. It would just show how big of idiots oh, we were. Got me canceled? I, yeah. I wouldn't worry too We didn't do anything against anybody. We weren't malicious or anything. We were we were stupid, but it wasn't anything malicious. It's only with ourselves. 
Yeah, it was like, ourselves in each stupid other. positions. Yeah. 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 So yeah, California. Anyway, that's where we've grown up most of our life. Yeah. And uh I mean, obviously over the decades, definitely changes have happened. No more uh no more so than San Francisco, which is just completely yeah. crapped out, if you ask me. From my days with my grandparents going I, I went to a high school down there. My kids went to high school in there too. And uh just how it's over the last probably five, maybe ten years, but maybe less than that, but about five years now, it's gone to crap. But it's not just, you know I think it's like ten to fifteen. I I think it's been a progression. Yeah. But I'm not just here to like rag on the state because I le- I left for many reasons. One, cost of living. Two, the traffic is ridiculous, which is of course due to so many people having to share homes and having to commute to work. And it's all pre pandemic, of course. Yeah. And then we just it just wasn't yeah, it's just politics wise. Um for me on both sides by the way, we're just ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, they, and they're not, and all the money you're putting in and taxing, getting taxed. Yeah, it's like, we're, none of it was being used. Like the, the, one of the worst roads, like, so from California to Nevada, you can take highway 15. And then when you hit the state line, you hit, you know, Nevada and California, it's interesting. Nevada sure. side roads are good. California side, suddenly it's just crappy shit. And they get a lot more money than Nevada does when it comes to taxes. And they spent none of it wisely. So, and that's the worst part is that every year or two, you hear a new proposal to in a, in a form of a tax, whether it's a direct tax or however they do it. They're talking about, oh, we're going to improve roads, we're going to reduce congestion, we're going to do all this. But every two years, they're saying it, and they say the same exact thing every two years. And yeah. every two years, everybody buys. Oh, well, it's for a good purpose. But I think it's really just. But that money gets diverted. It's like. But even in, like in the Bay Area, um, they wanted to bridge Bristol's. Now, when I first moved to the East Bay, they were talking about raising Bristol's temporarily to like three dollars from one dollar, and it never went down. And everybody said, "Oh, this is only temporary. We're only doing it for this reason to pay for the." It was when the new Bay Bridge was going to be built. Mm-hmm. It was only to pay for the new Bay Bridge. Which, if anybody remembers following that, that was a fiasco where. They delayed it by a year because the mayor of Oakland wanted to be redesigned. Oh, no, it wasn't the mayor of Oakland. It was, um, uh, what's his name? Um, he was a old mayor of San Francisco. Willie Brown. Willie Brown. Yeah, Willie yeah. Brown wanted it redesigned to be more aesthetically pleasing for the East Bay. Because for those who don't know with the Bay Bridge, there's Treasure Island in the middle, and there's technically two different spans. You have the Western and the Eastern span. So the Western span is the San Francisco side, the eastern span is what people would say is the Oakland side. And they were just going to have it as just a standard bridge. They didn't need to actually make any suspension to it. But they actually delayed it a year because it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. And it essentially, like, they delayed it over a year. And it cost, like, $300 million extra dollars just because of the delay. Yeah. But because that, but that, Bridge toll hype was only supposed to be for three years. It never went down. And recently it went from five to seven dollars. Best part was they voted it on it in the Bay Area, right? Um, and it's very typical what happens in most of the country in terms of voting, or even you know, just how it happens, is that the people in the South Bay in the peninsula who don't use the bridges very often were like, Hey, yeah, let's raise the bridge toll to help with these with these new roads. 
but the people in my area and areas that use the bridges were voted overwhelmingly against it. But the majority of the population is in the South Bay and in areas that don't use the bridge. So, you know, they basically voted to tax us more on to be able to pay for roads. But again, now they're also talking about um, doing congestion tax. I don't know if you've seen that for California. Doing a what tax? Oh, not congestion tax. Uh, well, I, I call it a tax, but it's um, congestion pricing. So if you drive on a freeway during certain hours, you have to pay like X amount of dollars per mile that you drive. Wait, they have the fast pass lanes that they've created now, right. which are also uh, based on uh, surge pricing too. So right. depending on the time of day, yeah. they suddenly jack it up. So now Which is really awesome. great because if you have money, that means if you have money to spend on it, you can get to work faster, save a little bit of extra money on gas. You know, probably doesn't offset, but offset it with you know saving money on gas and less wear tear on your car. So poor people are fucked. You know, right. like if you can't afford that congestion pricing, then you just have to shut up and sit in traffic for an extra thirty minutes. Right? Got it. Yeah. So that's what you meant by congestion pricing was those fast. No, 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 no. But they're saying everybody now on the roads, if you're on the roads during certain hours, is to try to get people off the roads during high traffic. Take a look. It's probably not going to be, they're saying that it won't, it's a suggestion right now, but they're actually looking at doing like in 10 years. And where the point where if you drive on the roads at these times, you're going to be charged per mile. And there'll be like certain things where if you're low income or whatever, you'll probably be paid less. So, you know, somebody like me, I'll pay the full, I'll most likely pay the full price of it. Yeah, see, this is where... And it's not going to do anything because there's no alternatives. No. Well, this is where if I'm a voter in California, which I no longer am, my first instinct would be if they're once again now coming up with more creative taxes like this that they're going to throw or charges, Mm -hmm. then I want an independent company to come in and fully audit the state's spending and understand where exactly all this money goes to because right now it's going nowhere. Well, and again, what else... Sixth highest GDP in the world I think it's fifth now. Either way, it's top Whatever. 10 in a world, a single state in the world, thanks to all the tech companies and whatnot, of course. Mm-hmm. But all of that alone, and you still have to tax more. Makes no it's sense. It's never ending. It's Again, it's that's the thing that bothers me, is that every two years, it's the same story, and everybody buys it. And the worst part is people actually argue against it. It's like, fine, we're going to have this congestion. What's the alternative? Right. I mean, they they actually don't like the idea of casual carpool, which I used to use, where they would actually discourage it. So for those that don't know, and they had something called casual carpool, where at certain areas you would you would drive into this parking lot. And it was actually a parking lot for it, but you would drive to this parking lot and you would pick up people to be able to do carpool. So you would go there and like two or three people would jump into your car. And when I first started doing it, no money was exchanged. I benefited from it because I was doing carpool lane. I was I didn't have to pay a bridge toll because I was doing carpool. And I saved money on gas. So I benefited from it. And these people benefited from it because they honestly were going to San Francisco for free. They just had to sit in somebody's car or whatever. And you would drop them off at a certain point in San Francisco, and then they would go on their way. Eventually, they started doing things where they said, okay, well, even if with carpool, then you had to start paying bridge toll. But they started doing little things to like almost discourage it. Like certain areas, certain towns didn't want people doing it because they were losing money on things like public transportation. So by me doing this, trying to reduce congestion, 
they were like, oh, well, then we don't have money for right. public transportation. But the problem is most of those buses didn't run. I mean, if I take a bus to go into work in San Francisco from the East Bay, it would take me three hours to get to work. Right. Because there's not enough buses. They don't run frequently enough. You have to go from one area to another. It's public transportation. And BART, our public, you know, subway, I guess you would call it equivalent, is really inefficient. It's also expensive. It For me to go from San Francisco to the East Bay is $14 a day plus $3 for parking. So it's like $20 a day. So yeah, it does save me money going versus driving sometimes, but it's not really. And then when you add in the time it takes to do it, and everybody says, oh, well, $14 is cheap. You can go to other countries that have better infrastructure, like twice the trains, running twice as often, cleaner, hitting more areas. And honestly, you're doing it for like a dollar to $2. And this is not, I'm not talking about underdeveloped countries. I'm talking Japan and Korea. It's incredibly cheap to go around because they subsidize it to make it so that people are encouraged to do it. All right. Well, and, to your, from, and to your point, I mean, it, it, if you look at some of the other cities in the U.S., like New York has a very active and big subway system. Right. That they build that really goes across the whole city, north, right. you know, all over the place. And uh, I'm not sure what the costs are there, but it's at least much more efficient and effective for the, a lot of the community going out there. Yeah. Bay Area, that's, yeah, never been the point. Like, they've never, even LA doesn't have a very good, effective muni system of any kind. Um, actually, California as a whole as has old. never really taken that into account, which has always been surprising considering, yeah, considering, you know, the distance between some of these cities. And as they've grown, they weren't bigger at trying to make sure you know better at trying to make sure like even today just on the bay area itself you to your point bart it goes it's interesting the track lines run from you know one direction to another you could start in um you know like by the airport of san francisco go all the way up and around under the bridge basically shoot across hit the east bay go mm -hmm. up pretty far as your house not quite um quite, quite, but still you know, up there all the way out into the depths of like Pittsburgh and others, and then head down to where's the stop right now on the East Bay side? Has it finished it the Santa Jose line? Yeah, it, it, it has. So for San Jose, interestingly enough, where a lot of people from San Jose will travel on the west side of the bay, they don't have a direct connection. Nope. If yeah, you go from San Jose and you want to go to San Francisco, you're going up all the way around the other direction to get into San Francisco, which is not, it makes no sense. And there, yeah. there's, you know, so just planning efficiency is horrible. Um, they just it's, it's, it's limited to your point. It's one line. There right. is no parallel tracks where, like, if you go to New York or again other countries, that they have a parallel track. So it's not like you had the peninsula in the Bay Area where you have San Mateo and San Mateo right. County, but there's one line. So if you're not working by that line or like thankfully working for a tech company, I there's actually a shuttle that takes me from BART to work. But if I didn't have that shuttle from BART to work there, I wouldn't really have a way to get to the office or I would, but it would take me like an extra half hour to get, it would be actually faster for me to walk the 20 minutes to yeah. go from BART, 20 to 30 minute walk to go from BART to there. And I don't mind walking, but again, every day that's an added hour onto my commute. Right. And but that's the thing, there is no viable alternatives. It's like they keep on saying it, oh well, we want to get people out of the car. It's like, okay, well, 
then you need to give us alternatives. I would gladly do it. Right. But you yeah. don't have well, enough alternatives. Well, and there was an article back in October from the Sacramento Bee where they were talking about, you know, those leaving the state versus coming in. And on average, if you look over the last like 21 years, on average, it's about 450,000 new people always come into the state. Right. But that number leaving has gotten where it's always been yeah. higher. Like there's more people leaving than coming in. So you had like 598,000 back in 2001. In 2022, it's 817,000. Like, and it's continuing to grow. These last couple of years, 2021 and 2022, have seen a massive influx of people leaving, where it's almost 1.6 million have left the state of California and they've increased, you know, they got like 800,000 to come in, but you still lost 800,000, right? Like in the end, that's 800,000. And so there is a mass exodus. Not uh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. It's not a mass exodus because that'd be a much I, I don't number. Yeah, I think people. But there is it. a big movement going on of where more people are leaving the state of California now, for many of the reasons we explained: uh, costs of living, the politics, whatever it is. They can probably come up with many different reasons. But for a lot, they're leaving the state, and the state is starting to lose its population. And then you start to wonder, like, what exactly again are they spending their money on? To make it that's my problem more you know worthwhile for people to want to stay and i and i've never i've never liked gavin newsom since he was mayor of san francisco he's he and it's to me he is is a puppet politician politician. he is a hundred percent a politician like a puppet politician though he's owned by the unions and everything hands down hands down everything he does everything he does is calculated Mm -hmm. for for his like I don't if people don't know this, but like they raise the minimum wage in California. And I don't have a problem raising minimum wage. I mean, I think the cost of living has to I think they should do it on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. I think it should be one of those things that happens on a regular cadence. I think when they go, Oh, well, it's seven dollars now, let's make it fifteen. I think that jump, why didn't they raise it? And again, California is controlled. Look, it's a democratic state, period, end of discussion. When you look at the state assembly, it's like they have the what's it called again? The, the uh, what majority? What do you mean? Use for it, but like uh, major majority or super majority? Super majority. Thank you. Yep. They have a super majority. So I never understood why they, they don't raise minimum wage on a regular cadence. You know, along right. with inflation. That that's that makes logical sense to me. Right. But explain to me why they have a minimum wage for everybody. So EMTs, healthcare workers. You know, pretty important people, but now they have a $20 minimum, a different minimum wage for fast food workers. Right. Not a consistent That, that makes, there's no logical reason why that industry is without, it's not, and I know I can hear people saying, because I've heard people say it, oh, well, what do you have against them? They're working people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, why was that particular industry singled out? Is it because of certain votes? Is it because, but again, you you're going to say that fast food workers deserve to make more money than EMTs, which honestly EMTs make a lot of them when they first get into it, make minimum wage. There are healthcare mm-hmm. workers who work inside of nursing facilities and, and other areas that get paid less than that. Right. And it, it's little things like that. When, when you look at the, the politics of the state where, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not a Republican. I haven't, we, you so, can speak your mind without having to say you're a Republican. No, you can't know it. I almost feel like when you keep saying I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Republican, people think, oh, well, you're a Republican now. No. The problem is when <laughs> the problem is everybody thinks of binary. 
if you are against Newsom or you're against Blue, that means that you have to be a Trump. I agree. Right, right yeah. supporter. And I, I despise it because I did not vote for Trump. I'm not red. I I voted in when I have voted, I voted Democrat as well as Republican things. I vote based upon the person and the policy. I, right. I think people who vote that way it's it's like a religion to them. But well yeah, most people just vote because to them it's right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's that Eddie Murphy movie called Distinguished Gentleman that he oh, yeah. did in comedy. And yeah. he basically, the guy, the incumbent dies and they have the same last name. And so he just basically runs, never shows himself, nothing, just uses the name, goes around and says, remember yeah. to write for Jefferson. And people are like, oh, who did we vote for last year? Oh, Jefferson. Oh, yeah. And he wins. I, and would and, no doubt that that's not real life. Yeah, I mean that's my point. There's some. It was a great comedy. People should check it out, by the way. But that being said, it's it kind of references some truth to it because okay. to your point, like when I ran for Congress back in 2000, um, the I knew I was going to lose because the incumbent had been a long-standing incumbent, and no one was going to look elsewhere. Right. Like he always had 80 percent, and it wasn't because he did anything. He never even talked to constituents or did anything for the district. It's just his name. People were just, well, I voted for him before. Both I haven't heard anything again. negative per se. So, and he's, and that's it. Yeah. So I'll vote for him again. So they don't, most people don't go out of their way to actually try and figure out who they want to vote for because and they, I 100% they don't want to care. They hate politics. I'm against term limits, by the way. I think the need for term limits shows a total breakdown of democracy. You do not have to vote for, you can vote for anybody. You can, I can write you one. Uh, let's <laughs> say you were in California. I could write you in on any ballot. You can write yourself in. You do not. You can vote for anybody you want. Term limit shows a breakdown of democracy. So I would. I would say no term limits. I would say age limits. Age limits. But again, why are no, we voting uh, for fucking no. somebody who's in the eighties? Because why? they're eighty. A bunch of old people are voting them in. Okay, well that part. Okay, if you want to say that, I, I, I can understand. I can understand that. But I, that's Congress, almost exclusively why someone who is like Mitch McConnell or others. Who okay. should not be in are still there because one blind allegiance to the party. Do you do you okay? Wait, wait, sorry, and going back to California now, going yeah. back to the whole idea of California. Do you have any doubt that if Feinstein didn't pass away, that she would have been reelected? If she would, oh, no, she already said she wasn't rerunning. No, I'm just saying, do you have any doubt in oh, your if mind? She, if she, no, no doubt, no she doubt, would she would have been reelected, even heart. with all her cognitive deficiencies, these health concerns. She a hundred percent would have been reelected if she would have tried. And this yeah. isn't blue or red because Mitch McConnell's the same way. That fucking guy, like, he turns off for like ten seconds. Dude, seriously, like, you see him like it looks like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. He yeah. literally shuts down for like ten to fifteen seconds. Yeah, totally agree. He just freezes. But I, to your point, like, I get your concept about term limits. I mean, there's some concept to that I get in the past because they just didn't want. Sometimes it's best to get new blood in there. Right, because you become once you're in the machine for too long, you no longer see anything outside of there. I, I don't. I'm not against that. Then no, no, I'm just people out. But we just expressed that people don't look into these things. They so have democracy no doesn't work. Correct. It does not. I know. I, I actually don't disagree with that. That's why yeah. we're a it doesn't work. Yeah. That's why we how many have presidential. Yeah. How many presidential elections happen every four years? That the biggest thing they always talk about is I'm going to help you unify this country. That's been going on since fucking George Washington. So 
at what point do we start to realize, you know what? No one can unify this country. You know why? Because it's just too many differing opinions. And that's fine. But stop stating that because you're not going to do it. You're not going to reach across the table and sit when your personal opinion feels different than theirs. Like you're not. I've seen it too We're, many times with people in their own personality. Well, unify it as long as you start to agree with me. That's what exactly, it is. Exactly. If you agree with me 100% or whatnot, then I'll compromise. Right. Which. But I also look at it from, I mean, look at sports. Like we have a society and this is, you know, humanity itself. Not not just the U.S., by the way. Okay. And we're kind of explaining out of California. We'll come back to it in a second. Yeah, we'll but come back to California. In, in humanity itself, we always have picked sides, right? Like we always emotionally are driven by one way or another. Wars were usually driven by emotional leaders who wanted to get to be this big guy who's controlling and seen as the greatest of all time. Right. right? And so he'd send people off to the desk to just achieve his goals. Right, and then right. later on in life as you know, more sort of less leader, you know, more elected leaders or however you want to put it, whether it's democracy or look at Putin who's about to be his 20th year as president in a democracy, Go right. Ahead. Is somehow there. Um, but we take it even deeper, like look at the cities, right? People who come from cities battle against other cities, their personal feelings about other cities, sports teams, mm. um, both in the U.S., U.K. I mean, U.K. is oh, even anywhere. worse, right? Soccer teams are just like fans can be pretty ruthless with each other. Very. The point is we can't even unite on anything. Like we take it to the deepest levels. So how would we unite on a global level if we can't even unite on the smallest level? Like well, that's, it's, it's just not going to happen. That's the thing I think people, and I think social media definitely has made it where you, you start going in the algorithm, you start seeing your bubble, and you get that uh, the bias, bias confirmation happen, right? Where you're in a bubble and you hear the same thing. But it's like the U.S. is honestly 50 separate countries. We're almost like a European Union in the well, way that we're We are up. called a republic. We are called a republic. You're right. We are not. And I think people forget yeah. that. It's like, oh, they always even, forget that. That's why they don't understand the Electoral College. Right. And the difference between what, country, what what states need is very different. So, and, but people oversimplify it. They, they make it into a, oh, you just want this or you just want that. And the needs, even for, even between California and New York, right. are very different. I mean, yep. they're very different. Like what, what, what we need and desire and what, is 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 constantly different and but again again it's like you know you you people don't really even take take a chance to actually look at the other side no and that's does. that's yeah no, where a major problem is yeah i mean you have influencers now who can help influence you one way or the other and literally called influencers yeah i mean what does that tell you right like what does that tell you about society yeah. as a whole but that part aside, I mean, it, it comes back to like, to your point, like there's just, we're a Republic. We're not, we were already a separate structure as it was. That's how we were created because none of the States as they, or the colonies back in the time, but the right. States wanted to work with, they wanted to live under what the other was doing. They didn't actually believe what the others were doing in a lot of ways, yeah. but we were, we had unified causes. That's where this country becomes unified mostly. I, that's when you can get maybe 80% unified, never 100%, because there's always going to be a difference of opinion. Um, yeah. But, I mean, with California, like going back to California, to your point, yeah. like, there are, there is northern, like anything north of Sacramento and central Real California, California. Yeah. and also either southern California in certain areas, 
Central are, Valley. Yeah. Are Empire. Yeah. not Republican or not Democrat. Yeah. Like they don't buy into it. They, they get irritated because everything's dictated to them basically by the populace, which again, if you look at the populace breakdown, the majority of the populace is going to be in the cities, Sacramento, San Jose, San Francisco, LA, San Diego, you know, whatever. Um, but they have a different opinion. Like they don't believe what the state's doing. So your full state's not even unified. It may seem like it, but it's yeah. only because the bigger cities get more representatives to your point for that supermajority versus the smaller counties that don't. Right. And they will redraw counties to help kind of bleed those ones out. Um, and it happens in every state. I mean, Republicans do it just as much as Democrats do. They right. all do it because they're trying to maintain power. And that's the problem. They're trying to maintain power to do what? Nothing. Like how are we spending as a country like 14 trillion or whatever the trillions we were going to send to support like Israel or Ukraine or others, but that money can't be turned around and used to pay off everybody's uh, education bill or provide everybody with healthcare. Like if we have that much money stored away, we can cover it and we don't. The one meme that says that is like, this country is about to find out why we don't have free healthcare. And they show like, you know, fighters and you know the aircraft carrier groups and all that type of stuff and that's why we don't have free health care which which is wrong because i mean it's true from the perspective if you just look at it that way yes but the reality is is we can afford it like if we yeah. can send money to other countries to build their own then right over yeah the math doesn't make yeah, sense of course yeah it's like you, it's been like you don't donate money for somebody to for homeless people or whoever for a food bank when you when you're starving yourself right you know it's not to say that the intention is it and again that's the one thing that people get blinded by it's like what is the intention okay the execution is really what matters right right if we're starving here at home we shouldn't be sending money elsewhere i don't right. i'm not against sending money to help them and everything like that but first and foremost we should have it here and i think but to go back to your point about california i think a lot of people outside of the state have no idea about certain things like that. They have no idea that if you go down the central coast and or the cent, you know the the central valley of not just that it's red, but how much agriculture, how rural it is, or when you look at anything above Napa and Sacramento, of I mean it's that area north of Sacramento and the Bay Area is. A bigger area than a lot of states in the you know in the country, and right. but it, it's very mm -hmm. rural. I mean, if you go up to Fort Bragg um, and so on, and I'm forgetting like you know like by like Mount Shasta and all that area, that's it's very rural area. It's not anywhere people like if you showed a lot of those pictures of it, people wouldn't recognize it as quote unquote California, which is one of the things that you know to kind of not wanting to constantly rag on California, but it's the biggest benefit of California, the geography. And oh, I yeah. think that's that's the part where I always, that kills me about when a California governor, and we've had Republican ones, and I think they'd say the same thing. You know, they try to make it sound like, oh, I did this, I did this. It's like, no, people come to California because of geography. It's always right. been that way. Our weather is awesome. Even Northern California, our weather stays within 50 to 70 degrees pretty much year yep. round it's tolerable i love the weather that's like one of the biggest selling points but also like i said you can go up to mount shasta you can go to fort bragg up up the coast the northern coast 
Um, and then you have the beaches in Southern California, you have desert, you have mountain ranges. In terms of the diversity of, of geography, there's no state in the union that comes close. No state. No, because there's no state as long as California either. Right. And stretching. That's a huge structure, right? right. Like California is one massive state. We literally um, have the Death Valley, the, the hottest yeah. place on earth. And then you have something like, you know, we have the Sierra Nevada, which, again, that's a major mountain range that gets major snow. Right. You know, but I will push this way as well. The geography is definitely the mainstay of why people come to California because of the beauty, Yosemite and others oh, yeah. that they can go into. On the flip side, they're starting to be run down. They look like shit. You got a bunch of homeless people ruining the beaches at drugs and shit running rampant all over the place. So it's not fun for a family to, family to come in and then see all this crap happening around them because the state does nothing to really make it better. You know, the thing is, and I'll say this, 90% even and I was, and for San Francisco just focus on San Francisco the city itself not the surrounding area but 80% of San Francisco is fine 80% of San Francisco you don't have homeless like if you go to like the avenues you go by well, there's homeless in the avenues I know but I'm just saying it, it's fine it, it's what you expect in, in a large city it's nothing it's not that run down so there's no but when you go to downtown area when you go yeah. to downtown south of market all that area in, in in that area, or even now, unfortunately, how Golden Gate Park is. Golden Gate Park is a beautiful park, but how many encampments are there there? Right. And again, it's not to say, and people always say, well, what to do with them? It's like, why do they have to live in San Francisco? Why do they have to be inside San Francisco? Look, I make a good living. I make above the average even for California. I can't afford to live in San Francisco. No. I had to live outside of it. Because right now, both sides, the only people that can live in San Francisco are either you're very well off or you're broke. Somebody like me, I, I get no benefit of any of the changes of the low-income housing or affordable housing that happens in San Francisco. I don't qualify for it. But I also don't qualify to be able to live in San Francisco. I mean, I probably could if I got rid of my whole family and decided to live in an apartment. Yeah. But, you it's know, always got an option, I guess. Right, I, I guess I could. But I do love San Francisco, but it's not what it used to be. I, and anybody, it's funny because anybody that says that, oh, there's still, it, it hasn't changed or it's not that bad. Well, I would question I, how I, long I they've agree. lived there then. How long have they lived there? Because well, also, where do they live? Yes, where do they live? Where do they live in San Francisco? Because but also how long they've lived there. Because how long they live there. It's not the same. I, I worked in San Francisco by Fifth and Market, or more Fifth and Mission. And there was open air drug usage all around. Like you can look out the window at work. And so, and I'm talking about like, it's not that it's like, it's in a small alley, but the alley is right by fifth Avenue. Right. And it's just, people are out there just sitting and doing it. And honestly, and the idea of defecation, it is everywhere. I'm sorry, but I've been through San Francisco and downtown and market area and South of market, that whole stretch there. Like when we would go for a concert, like we went to, um, What's it called now? It was AT&T Park at this time. It was yeah, Oracle, Oracle Park. Where now, the Giants yeah. play. Where yeah. the Giants play. We went to like, been to two concerts during the last like two or three years. And it's one of those things where, I'm sorry, but like, you know, you try to park a little farther away so that you're not spending $100 for parking, which, you know, it's fine. That's a concert thing. But like, I have to make sure that I'm walking with my wife. And like one time we went with my nieces. 
because of where they're walking through. I mean, it's yeah. and it's lit. It's not like they're not on a main street, well lit, but again, it's the people that are out there, and also the response of the police department is non-existent. Well, yeah, it is because it there's is. certain restrictions being put on the police departments now. Well, I mean, and, and that's not just in San Francisco. That's no, more, it's, you know, it's it happening more and more. Every every yeah. major city in the U.S. now, it seems like those restrictions is not just it's not just San Francisco. It seems everywhere you see it happen. Yeah, I mean, some restructuring was needed. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, but in general, you know, a lot of it's lack of getting new officers to come in because of the struggles they face with the restrictions they have or the constant watching and, um, you know, oversight, which yeah. oversight is needed, to be honest with you. Oh, 100%. Um, but, I mean, the strictness of that oversight can make it very unbearable for them to get things done. Mm-hmm. So it's a real challenge. Yeah. And especially, you know, it's, it's just hard because I do still – and, and maybe some of it has to do with. Um, I don't know why she does. We, we grew up, I know, right? Um, maybe it also has to do with the fact that we grew up there. You know, like growing up in San Francisco, going there during college time, or even like going with my grandmother when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old, going to uh, taking Bart into San Francisco, going to Powell Street. Remember the Woolworths? I was there at Powell and Market. Yep. You know, I remember sitting at the counter there. You know, so there's. A, a ton of nostalgia about it and i still think it's a beautiful city i mean it it it's hard because it's like we'll go down there and it's just some of the things are familiar but there's a lot of things that are becoming unfamiliar and not in a positive way right it's, i will say it's it's i know for homelessness to at least from what you know studies i've seen and whatnot and com, you know and reports you've seen and again i don't study it enough myself to know but um they they generally have tried to find ways to give them places to stay, right? But the reality is, is a lot of them may be on drugs. Not all of them, by any means. Oh, of course. But a lot of them can be, and there's restrictions. You can't stay in these places if you're doing drugs. Right. If you're doing drugs, it's not allowed. And right. so they leave, and then they just continue out on the that street. That is the reality of it. And for those that don't, then it's more about what are some of the other causes for why they want. They just person, you know, who they are as a person. Like they're adamant. They just won't take hand me downs, but they'll ask for money. And but they want to be in control. But they want to be in control. But they'd rather sleep on the streets than have a a cot somewhere in an open area with other people. And it's, you know, to me, that, that's that's if that's their choice, that's their choice. But, right, but it shouldn't have to be out on the city streets and out in the open like that, where you're. It's when it becomes you're infringing on my rights. When your your decisions start affecting me, like again, right. not feeling safe in a certain area because of whatever reason. Right. And again, I and it, it definitely doesn't mean that we there there needs to be solutions. But again, it's nobody ever wants to do the solution. You know, when we they talk about housing solutions, like even Gavin Newsom basically blatantly said before APEC. When people called him out and said, "You only clean the city up specifically for APEC," well, we'll work on solutions. And it's like, "Well, we've been working on solutions, but you're not wrong. We did. We made sure to move all the homeless out, clean up all the streets, repaint everything. Make it look like a, a this, this city is just beautiful, which it's not. And not a month after this thing's over, it's almost back to where back it was before. And nobody cares. Yeah. And, and what's the solution that Newsom's working on? Like, it's gone now. You know why? Because well, APEC's done. It's done. You so know, no solution." 
and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there's also like the theory that a lot of the money homelessness is now a big industry. How that there because there are people who make a hundred thousand dollars a year trying to solve homelessness. Hundred hundred oh, thousand dollars a year. There's people whose job it is who to, for they, homeless. They don't need to be they, fired. They don't need to be fired. No, they but, but the thing is, no, but the thing is, you're spending like look at how much money like, and I, I don't I don't have it. I'm not going to look it up. But how much money L.A. spends on homelessness every year? Yeah, and they all need to be fired. That's my point. But so what is that money accomplishing? You, right. you, with the staff and everything, what are they actually accomplishing? To your point, I think that the solution isn't as simple as as housing prices or no, whatever. I think it's I think it's it's been here since forever. But I think it's just a lot more out in the open now than it was you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's just a lot more I think the one thing is is that when you saw homeless before, it was not out of sight, out of mind, because it was still there. You easily saw it. Yeah, I saw it when I was fourteen. When I was going to the city every morning for school, yeah, in high school, I'd walk through a small homeless environment. Maybe like ten to twelve people would always be there. Right, and but, but they were out of the way. They they had an area they'd hang out at, and honestly, I talked to a lot of them and. They're to be honest, just and then, by the way, to back up, this is like 19 in the late 80s. This is correct, so this is like 86, 87. Hate Ashbury, hate, hate district of, of, of San Francisco, mm-hmm. always had a ton of, but the thing was, what, what I think the thing is, is that the, the, the spillover and how they act now, right. they don't they don't have any no courtesy to anybody else. And again, I know people will say, like, oh, they're homeless, like, no. You and I've seen it in other countries. Like I've seen it in in other countries I visited, where the homeless keep their stuff together. They they right. they don't just let things spill out. And I think that's the issue that I have is where almost now homeless are just spilling out as much as they can, like spreading out and trying to almost draw attention to themselves. Yeah, that's that that's what they're doing, but that's what it feels like. Right. Well, and so California will constantly say this from the Democrat leadership specifically. We're, you know, everybody likes to copy California, which is no longer the case, but they always state that and say, we're the, we're going to make the tough choices to help lead trends across the United States to make change. Right. But they don't instead. I mean, they do things that are changing. Don't get me wrong. They definitely have an impact, but it's almost always negative. And, or it's, it's has an impact on their citizens and they don't seem to care. Like it's more about how can I make myself look better in the eyes of the political parties why, why so they that I can move up. Well, exactly. All like, they have to do is to say the right things, and they're going like to get Newsom realized. said that they require all electric cars by the year what twenty thirty, knowing full well he'd be way out of office by then. So, and what about um, the fact that we just recently had blackouts? Right, and there are no not enough electrical stations, and now Tesla's recalling two million cars. Because of the autopilot, right. and so and also safety, yeah. And well, they're trying like, to outlaw it, combustion engines. It's like so you're going to put a whole industry out of business, so you so can feel better. Let's also back up. When I got solar put on my house, yep. Basically, they size it almost just too small for your usage. So they go back and they look at 
how much usage you've had over like the last two years. They're like, okay, well, we're only going to do this because if you go, if you produce too much electricity, they reduce how much they buy it from you. So, right. you know, whatever the kilowatt hours is, basically, if you start producing too much, you lose money off of it. Right. So they literally can have it where my house is producing more electricity. So they have more, more electricity for the grid, but they don't want, they, they don't want to pay for it. But but they'll definitely still charge you that amount. Oh yeah. So they'll they'll buy it off of me for pennies on the dollar or what is what they're actually selling it back to everybody. So again, how is that going to help the infrastructure? How is that type of behavior? So PGD doesn't benefit from that type of stuff. Right. And and again, and I'll even say it's not just PGD Greek because people will say that PGD has to build the infrastructure to pay for other people producing electricity. So PGE eventually will lose money because they're not actually generating electricity and making money off of it. True. So I'm not saying it's 100% pg and being evil. I understand where pg is coming from almost. Yeah, but I mean, again, can... but again, the, this government who's trying to push this isn't doing anything to actually resolve the issue. No. I think that's the, the biggest thing was people have lost the ability to just look beyond themselves, beyond their... I have my right. beliefs, but I also am open to hearing what others have to say. I try to take a more middle of the road um, view, hearing both sides. Yeah, is it's easy to get locked into one way of thought and always stay there, and then it, then you're just stuck. And people say, you know, we have the you know type of people who are stuck in one way or another, you know, or they only believe this. Well, because they just there's some people who just can't look past that. But the person usually pointing the finger is also the same way from a different direction. And so you got to be able to look at both. And, uh, and I, you know, and so that from a California standpoint, look, it's, it is a love, hate relationship. It is. For me, to be honest with you, I, I love what I love about California is based on the past. Like, I don't love what sure. it is today. Any nostalgia I have for it is purely based on my memories from the past and not for how it is today. So if I go back, I'm only going back for the nostalgia and less about, God, I, you know, this is the best place. I surely go there. No, no, no. It's more about I have family there. And you know what? When I was younger, we used to go here. Let's go check it out. And hopefully it's still there, you know, and yeah, it's not. It is still there, yeah. But, but yeah. So, and but for yeah, me I mean, to go here, it's a lot of it has to do with family, you know, which you understand. And like with, my in-laws live with me, so there's a lot of that. That, but I, if an opportunity came up, I would take it to leave California. Yeah. I, I, I'm here and staying here. I still enjoy it. I still like the benefits of it, but it's that balance is becoming less and less. Yeah. Right, like I'm not feeling it as much as I used to. Like if another opportunity came up, I would probably definitely take it. Whether it's like. And most likely it will be Nevada or another, you know, but definitely it'll be another state. Right. Uh, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. But for right now, I'm here because of, not because I love California. It's not because of that. It's other reasons are keeping me here. Yep. Which, yeah. you know, is what it is. Exactly. Well, cool. Well, hope uh, everybody enjoyed our little, our rants and conversation. Rant. I think it was yeah, probably yeah. 80% rant. Yeah, it's fine. We have a, we have a small dedicated crowd, so. If we lose them, then we basically lost the show. Yeah. <laughs>
We'll still just complain into the Yeah, we'll still talk. It just won't matter to anyone at that point. Yeah. It's not like it matters to anybody. That's true. Hi, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. Hope everybody has a good week this week. All right.